I was delighted. Wretched, inadequate word. As I said on the phone, I lost contact with your adoptive parents when they returned to America. And even if the Weitz had stayed in Germany, I doubt I'd have kept in touch. Adoptions were handled differently back then, and wartime made things... complicated. I do understand. He looks around the room at the photographs and ornaments. I've been researching your mother and father. I had no idea my grandma was a famous movie star, and my grandpa a resistance hero. The carriage clock strikes the quarter hour five minutes early. Michael frowns at his watch. Your grandfather may have been a hero, but his clock repairs were less than heroic. That clock's always fast. He repaired his own clocks? I'd have thought a baron would have servants to do all that kind of thing. Pappy was always disemboweling some unfortunate timepiece. And that clock came from the old house? From Alexanderhof? He stands to take a closer look at it. Yes, and I can't tell you how much money I've spent over the years trying to get it to tell the right time. He looks at the photograph of Mammy on the fireplace beside the clock. The only one I have. Given to me by my cousin Ulla as a wedding present. Mammy is dressed for her own wedding to my father in 1926. Her eyes are focused on something beyond the camera lens. Her lips form a perfect bow as though she's about to smile. Her veil is pushed back over her hair and looks a little like a halo. She was stunning. He picks up the picture. More beautiful than Dietrich or Garbo or even Bergman. Schoolboys used to collect cigarette cards with her pictures on them. You inherited her bone structure. But sadly, not her talent. The best teachers often have something of the actor in them. He replaces the frame on the fireplace and comes back to his chair, a more guarded expression on his open face. Alex, there is something I need to ask you. I close my eyes to give me strength. We've reached that moment. I've only just met you again, and I don't want to bombard you with questions, but obviously there's one big thing about myself I need to know. He swallows. I didn't want to ask you when we spoke on the phone. You need to know about your real father. Of course. I'm going to make this as easy as possible for my son, the least I can do for him. His dark eyes fix themselves on my face. I find myself speaking very carefully while my heart pounds. Germany had collapsed. I was only seventeen. A young, sheltered seventeen at that. He looks up. Same age as my Mark. One of my grandsons. In our preliminary telephone conversations, I've lapped up details about these children. 
My greed to know every detail of their lives to date is almost insatiable. I know you came from the East, Michael frowns. The Soviets... Oh, God, I know where this is leading. Even after all these years, my body stiffens at the mention of those men in their filthy, stinking uniforms, their eyes wild and greedy. Yes. The Red Army must have been very close. He taps a finger on his lower lip. I nod. So close you could taste the vodka on their breaths. He takes a breath, and now that American ease has gone, and he looks very young and unsure of himself, just as his father did when he reappeared in my life so unexpectedly. For all